Hey, uh, hey, Anthony, do you like do you like my new shirt? Sure, man. It's cool. It could have been better. What was that? I said it could have been better. You want to fight about yeah, it? Yeah, I do. Let's go, chump. <laughs> Hold on a second. We don't need to fight. We don't? All you need to do is go to 86.com and choose from one of their many designs. Franchises range from Skullgirls to Street Fighter and even Blaze Blue. And if you check out 86 through this Twitch channel, use 86.com slash question mark AFF equals four to let them know that Mission Star Podcast sent you. guys hello everybody welcome to the podcast i am your host anthony bianis um if i in any if you're listening to this podcast or watching this um if i slur any of my words because i'm still kind of tipsy from the days gone event i had two beers two pints and uh yeah i've eaten some food but we'll see how that goes i'll drink water but uh yeah we'll see how this goes should be fun <laughs> so, uh, with that in mind, the man, behind, uh, the man with me, who's sober, but drunk on life, is Great Deeds. I'm pretty sure that if I had two beers, I would not be tipsy. Well, uh, well yeah, because... weak-ass Anthony. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> Fuck you, actually, no, that's true, actually. No, no, uh, no, no, no. It's because my body is uh, skinnier, that's why, so... That's us, you know what, you know, no, nope, not nothing to do with it. I can get drunk fucking quick. Now, when you say pints, are you talking, you're talking about just like, like just glasses of beer, right? Yeah, just, just glasses of beer. So, full size. I don't know. I can't say whether or not that's, uh, I don't know. I also, I've had two beers and I wasn't tipsy. So, right. You have a weaker constitution than I do. And I have a pretty fucking weak constitution. Like, people hate how quickly I can get drunk sometimes. Yeah. I'm a cheap date. Yep, so... uh, Yep, pretty much. Pretty much. And with that, we'll start the show. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Alright, let's see. So, what we have on the docket today... As soon as I actually load the video here... uh, Where is that video? Boom, boom, boom. Oh, okay, that's right. So, okay, so uh, for those who listen to the pregame show, I went to the Days Gone event in over here in Long Beach. Uh, funny enough, that the event was actually right here in my backyard. One bus trip away from right here I'm sitting at uh, to the uh, bar they're uh, having at the, uh, over here in Long Beach. And uh, I was able to play the game twice. Um, they had a lot of people in line to play the game. And uh, I was able to play for about 20 minutes. Like 10 minutes the first time around, 10 minutes the second time around. And uh, I played the uh, story mode first. And then I played the, the other mode they had there as well. It was a kind of a, uh, a horde mode, essentially. Um, 
So from playing the game and talking to the devs there, uh, this game very much feels much inclined of a Last of Us in terms of like how heavy narrative this game is. Um, not, not to mention that this game looks really fucking good. Um, one of the one of the parts I was playing in story mode is like you're sneaking around trying to get from you're trying to get some sort of item. You're going from one end to the other, and your buddy's on a bike and he's just making chaos and just distracting the zombies. Um, you know, I'm going through the level and one of the things that happens is I get on top of the rooftop. I'm spotted by these kids zombies and as I'm shooting them, like I'm looking at uh, looking at these uh, these zombies that are kids and uh, damn, they look like really good. Like realistically, like this looks really good at the same time like fuck, I feel very uncomfortable doing this. <laughs> um so yeah, like it was it was a really for the short segment, like it was pretty much it might very much remind me of Last of Us. You're sneaking around, at least in that mission, you're picking up items. It seems like just kind of the items you're picking up. It seems like that there's a, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Customizable, but like it was a put things together, kind of like a. Uh, God, I am losing the word right now. Um, crafting things together essentially. And you're kind of, it's from the looks of it, it looks like you craft uh, together materials to create like a, um, uh, like a, like a bomb or like, you know, bandages or whatnot. And, um, it's very much in that same vein when it came to the zombies you are fighting against. Like there are, they are attracted by sound, not by sight. Um, so when I was walking around the level, like I had to sneak around and not just run around. Cause if I did that, they'll notice me and they'll attack me and these zombies run at you. So, uh, you can try and shoot them like as you're walking away or trying to get to a, a safe spot. But like once you're kind of caught, you're kind of dead. <laughs> so you really can't do much about it, at least from my time playing it. Um, but, uh, suck at <laughs> Hey, that was before I had my tea drinks. I had one drink at that time. I did. I didn't say it was because you're drunk. <laughs> I said it was because you suck. There's two different things there, Anthony. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I had my time with it. I talked to the dev, asked him some questions about the game, and one of the things he told me was that the, the direction they wanted to go with this game was they wanted to take Walking Dead, I'm assuming the TV show, um, the, the Walking Dead, and combine no, that. Really, it's the same fucking thing. I know, I know. Um... But just to be more specific on that. It was taking The Walking Dead, combine that with um, uh, Anarchy, the the, the uh, Netflix show, uh, Sons of Sons of Anarchy. This is, uh, yeah, I was like, yeah, I was like, you just keep calling it that, but I was like, <laughs> you, you said that earlier in, in the pre-show, <laughs> and I was like, I was like, the video game Anarchy? Because I don't know if you remember that game, but I do, and I was like, I don't think it looks anything like that. Like, that's a weird thing, and, and then you were like, the TV show's like, oh. Yes, yes. Oh, the show that I can't remember the name of that star Charlie Hunnam. Got it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and they and they he told me like that was kind of the atmosphere. That was the idea they went through um, and wanted to put together. And uh, it, it definitely shows, uh, especially when I was playing it. Um, took them six years to make this game, uh, and uh, much of the kind of the uh, environments and kind of surroundings that they have in this game. Is very influenced because the studio is based in Oregon, um, which, as somebody who used to live in Oregon and Portland specifically, there's a lot of trees and a lot of uh, green foresty areas, um, which is nice when it's not raining. 
um, which I can definitely tell like that was some of the inspirations for the environments in this game thus far. Um, especially the, the the mountains. I feel like I that's some looking at uh, Saint Helena as I'm looking through the video. But yeah, like uh, he I asked him like you know were you able to get most of the things done? Were the things that were cut? And he told me like they were able to get most of everything they wanted to get into the game, uh, for the most part. Um, right now they are uh, for the most part taking a break, taking a vacation. Um, since the game has gone gold and anything afterwards kind of maintenance crew just to make sure the game is running fine and any patches or bugs need to be put into the game um, they will do so uh, one of the things he told me was um, and by the way for those who are wondering who I'm talking about the, the, I forgot his last name his first name is Chris but uh, he was he, he is the head studio uh, of this game company which when I realized after I talked to him it's like oh shit that is well cool awesome um, but yeah, like essentially like they're on vacation right now. He told me that they're very happy as far as like how the preview coverage have been coming out so far. Uh, just because of the, for this game for a lot of people, like I wasn't really impressed by the game. And I think that I feel like any, nobody really didn't give a damn about the game for quite some time, but these previews have been coming out and they've been saying that this game is actually really good. Like people are going to be surprised when they play this game. Um, so he told me that he was really happy that he's hearing that and that he just cannot wait for people to play the game and get their hands on it. Yeah, I mean, that's something for me about it that I remember back when they first showed it at E3 was the... And I know it was just a stage demo, so but the idea of how the zombies kind of clump together and become a horde. Um, mm. Like, it just kind of looks like flowing water is how I, is how I always perceived it. Um... Did any any part of the game that you played feel like that? Absolutely. Um, the other mode I played, it was a horde mode. And you were given like three mines you're supposed to place kind of in a certain area. I feel like there's no way to beat it, that beat that uh, that mode, at least there at the event. Because there were, I want to say, like 70 to 80 zombies in one pit. And you are kind of armed Jeez. with, yeah, you're armed with just your motorcycle, machine gun, and your three charges. And they did have like kind of gas tanks and like um, things you can blow up that could take out some uh, zombies. But because the zombies, they run at you and the way you have to kind of have to, you can run, but you have to kind of stop and then aim, uh, kind of RE in a way, and then shoot. And then if you want to do that while running like you'll be kind of be slow walking if you try to do that so it was kind of hard for me just about every every third person shooter game does that like mm -hmm. i'm playing a lot of division three and you can't like move fast and aim at the same time yeah um but i did see that in action it was it was really impressive like it was I yeah just, that was that was the thing for me that really stood out from that i was like holy shit that's like a really good mechanic in a video game because at this point whenever we have fast zombies it's just a 10 at most yeah uh and i'm thinking of, of like a left for dead sort of thing mm -hmm. um and that's fine uh but i hadn't seen anything like that so i thought that was cool but at the end of the day i also have to say like as as impressive as the game looks i am so not into it like i don't know if it's the zombie part or the or like the because like that was the problem with sons of anarchy for me was like i knew it was a good show but i had a really hard time getting into that biker fantasy like really hard time with it so and that to me is also a huge turnoff for the game but um 
but you know, I, you know, you know me, I'm, I'm pretty good at recognizing talent, recognizing, you know, skill and, and the game making field. So the game looks incredibly impressive. Um, just, uh, you know, don't want to play it. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Definitely. And, um, yeah, I mean, I'm, 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 I have a I have a pretty good feeling on how the game is going to be reviewed. Just kind of hearing all this good word from a lot of people, not just word of mouth from um, from other people who play the game, but uh, you know, gaming analysts as well, uh, who's been putting out the preview, saying like, yeah, this game is really special. Um, so I have a good feeling that what this game is going to be going to be reviewed wise and received. So I think that uh, it's going to be a game that. If you are a PS4 owner, if you want to have that zombie fix, if you want to have um, something kind of in the same vein as La uh, Last of Us, but not really, um, this game probably should pick up. Because it's from the looks of it, it looks like it's going to be a really, really good game. Um, yeah. If I get the chance to play it, I'll be down to play it, sure. Just saying, you know, I yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I I'll be down to play any game, honestly. But that this game is definitely, from what I've seen and heard, it's been it's gonna shape up to be pretty pretty good. So that's my preview. It's my first impressions um, before and after I was drunk. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so take it what you will. All right, moving on to okay. the next topic at hand. Um, so there is a thing that uh, uh, it happens every year, which I kind of news to me, although I'm not surprised that it is, it, it is a thing, but this is reported off of um, Variety.com, written by Stephanie Fogel. World Video Games Hall of Fame 2019 finalists announced. The World Video Game Hall of Fame in Ro Rochester, New York announced the 12 finalists for its 2019 class on Thursday. Here's the full list of potential inductees. Candy Crush, Centipede, Colossal Cave Adventure, Dance Dance Revolution, Half-Life, Microsoft Windows Solitaire. Time out, time out, time out. What, what are the, what's the category? This is a Hall of Fame. These are like the Hall of Fame of, apparently there's a Hall of Fame, I'll read more. Um, well, 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 here's what I'm confused about. I just want to clarify. Because I, I don't want anyone to think like I'm an idiot or something. Right. Usually a Hall of Fame has a category for different things so like you go to the rock and roll hall of fame and people aren't just like inducted for no reason they have to be put there for a reason and my question is is are these nominated games to be inducted into the video game hall of fame yes and if they are for what reason um i will read more to answer that question to be eligible to uh for introduction for the role of video games hall of fame games must Re uh, reach icon status and have longevity, uh, geographical reach, and influence. The 2019 class reported received thousands of nominations for more than 100 countries. Fans can vote their favorite uh, finalists for uh, from now through March 28th by visiting worldvideogamehalloffame.org. The three games that received the most uh, votes from uh, from a ballot and joined 27 other ballots submitted by members of the International Selection Advisors Community which is comprised of game journalists and scholars. The World Video So game they're just being so th so there is no like finite category. It's just like if it if it hit this certain mark and people really like it, then it can be entered. Exactly. Got it. Got it. Understood. Yep. Um so to continue the list of what's on here. Let's see. So Microsoft Windows Solitaire, 
uh, Mortal Kombat, Myst, NBA 2K, Sid Meier's Civilization, Super Mario Kart, and Super Smash Brothers Melee. Melee, wow, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, these, so, not, so these games haven't been inducted yet, they're just no. potentially could. Yeah, these are the these are the potentially uh, the uh, the games that are inductees, and three of them will move on to become into the Hall of Fame. So, um, with it's fascinating this, how they how they categorize that too. Yeah, like there's no like you said, like there's no particular category. It's just kind of like uh, if this game meets this quota, and there it's reach a good number of influence not only just in the United States but like you know globally um, and it's still talked about or revered then it has a good shot to get into the Hall of Fame uh, which second I didn't realize there was a Hall of Fame of games which I shouldn't be that surprised but you know that's still cool do we, uh, do we have a short list of games that are currently in the Hall of Fame because yeah this is the first time I've ever heard of this um, I can. Or if I've heard of it before, like it wasn't a big thing, so I don't know. Right, right. Let me uh, click on the link here and let's see if it will show me the list of uh, Hall of Fame games, inductees, uh, nominate for the game, timeline. Oh, actually, right here. Perfect. All right. Uh, no, that just tells me the, the history of, of video games, which, okay, sure, that's cool. Hmm. I'll just dig into deeper. Not what I was looking for, but yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, I need to find out what the list of games are um, as far as like what, what's actually in the Hall of Fame. Um, but that's cool. Yeah, that's yeah, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, does it say when it was established? Yeah. I'm going to go back to about... Uh, what important for it was in hot electronic games, anyone can nominate a game, Hall of Fame, vinyl selections, uh, the museum, da, 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 da. 68,000. I don't see no date. Hmm, fascinating. Hmm, oh, wait, uh, no, I see no date essentially because, like, there was a few games that were not listed off there, and I'm thinking, like. There's no way that Tetris can be in the Hall of Fame. Like, there's no way that Tetris can't be there. Yeah, reading off the site, just on the About page, it's just a specific paragraph, I think, explains some of that. Uh, what are the best video games of all time? What are the most important? The World Video Game Hall of Fame, trademark, at the strong uh, recognizes individual electronic games of all types, arcade, console, computer, handheld, and mobile, that have enjoyed popularity over a sustained period and have exerted influence on the video game industry or on popular culture and society in general. Inductees to the World uh, Video Game Hall of Fame. Um, these are the ones who made it in, actually. So, here's your list. Donkey Kong, Doom, Final okay. Fantasy VII, Grand Theft Def- Auto III, yeah. Halo Combat Evolved. John, I, 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 I see why. I see why. Yeah, yeah. John Madden Football. <laughs> yeah. The Legend of Zelda. Okay. The Oregon Trail. Yeah. Pac-Man. Makes sense. Pokemon Red and Green. Yeah. Pong. Mm-hmm. The Sims. Sonic the Hedgehog. Okay. Space Invaders. Uh-huh. Space War. I don't know that one, but yeah, I, don't know. I think it's not my, before my time. Street Fighter Two, Super Mario Brothers, Tetris, 
Tomb Raider and World of Warcraft. Okay, uh, okay. Oh. All right, that makes okay. That that that's better. What would you say? Okay. Uh, no, it says that they're all on display or on or are all sorry, are on permanent view in the museum's e-game revolutions exhibit. So it seems like if your game made it in, like it will be displayed um, at a museum for the Hall of Fame. That's awesome. Cool. Cool. Awesome. Yeah, I, this is the first time I'm hearing about it. I knew that there was museums that like dedicated to the history of video games and all that kind of stuff, which I was like, ah, oh, that's awesome, and I would love to actually go and see like physical carts of games and just cases and stuff like. Oh, absolutely. Fucking yeah. Dope. But yeah, I didn't know there was a Hall of Fame, which is fucking crazy, and um. A few of the games listed on there, I would love to see make it, uh, mm-hmm. the, the, the nominees. Um, there's a few that I could give two shits if they make it. Uh, like, I get why Solitaire's on there, but come on. I know. Also, huh, something's gotta be true. That, that's a game that everybody plays when they get a new computer, especially in the back in the 90s. <laughs> yeah, it, and I, I would say that Solitaire was more of a time waster than it was anything to do with being influential on the gaming, you know, uh, whatever you want to call it, the um, its influence, yeah, or it, yeah, it, it, yeah. Influ- it influence is weak in my opinion. Like, it's really not that there, like that much enough to signify it to make a goddamn to make to make the 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 cut. Like, it just doesn't it doesn't make sense that it would make the cut. Yeah. Um. What were the other, some of the other ones on there? So the other ones again were Candy Crush, Santipede, Colossal Cave Adventure, Dance Dance Revolution, Half Life, Mortal Kombat, Myst, NBA 2K, Tidmire Civilization, Super Mario Kart, and Super Smash Brothers Melee. Yeah, there's a bunch on there that definitely deserve it. Um, absolutely, absolutely. Mortal Kombat, 100. I mean, that that really like ushered in a certain age of. Of video games especially fighting games they they were one of the two games that inadvertently helped make the esrb yes absolutely um oh yeah. god the other there's game a of... there's another game one i want to throw in there two of them actually um half-life because to this day a lot of people still talk about half-life and half-life 3 if there ever was going to be one well, okay, let's, hold, let's, hold up, let's hold off on that for a second. Because the thing that irritates me about that is that that is a meme. There are a shit ton of people, and I've met them, who have never touched a Half-Life game, yet follow that whole, like, when's Half-Life 3 meme? So, like, yes, Half-Life 2, primarily Half-Life 2, let's be honest here, is very influential. And I would never argue that it do, that it doesn't or does does not deserve to be in the in the Hall of Fame. I would argue, however, that it's not because it was um, that it, it deserves to be there because it's influential. It deserves to be there because it was a landmark game. It changed the the way that that first person games should be played. It, it um, the people who've talked about it, you know, they talk about it because it was such a monumental moment in their in their gaming life that that's why it deserves to be there i don't think it deserves to be there because people were talking about it on the internet anyway. i mean there's obviously other big reasons why too but i'm just saying like to this day like the, the half-life series is still 
relevant um, for game series that debuted in 2001, I want to say. Oh, no, 1999. Uh, I love how the video footage that you show keeps showing the ending of Half-Life 2. <laughs> oh, right. Oh, oh. Just like... Well, I mean, they, they, nobody would really know. <laughs> yeah. The game's old as shit, so, like, if you haven't played it, like... Yeah. I'm sorry to tell you that these... Spoilers! Just, uh... <laughs> like, it's, not, it's, not, it's not a spoiler in my book. The game's old enough for, for people that have played it, and it's all over the fucking internet. Yeah, like, absolutely. But, um... I just thought it was funny. I was like, oh, that's the ending. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh... Yeah, I could totally see Mario Kart making it, um, and that's the S that's the SNES one, right? I believe so. Well, I think it's just just in general. I want to say so. Um, oh, okay, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Also, I would say Melee, another huge one that, especially with the esports scene and how big that has gotten, like that is definitely. I, see, that's what that's what irritates me is that if 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 Super Mario Kart is a, in general category or nominee. Mm -hmm. Why? Why just melee? Like it should be Smash Brothers, as a whole. Good point. I think I think it's maybe talking about Super Mario Kart the original. I think that might be one of the things. Just that's right. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Because yeah, uh, you're right. You're right. Melee is specifically on here that details which one of the Smash Brothers. So yeah, um, I want to see what the final inductees are. Um, so yeah. I'm I'm excited. We'll see how that goes. But yeah, I'm, yeah. We'll see how that goes. All right. Moving on to our next topic of hand. Um, so let me restart here. All right. This is off of businessinsider.com, written by Kevin Webb. Sony announced what's next for PlayStation with a Nintendo-style presentation called State of Play. Sony showed off a full slate upcoming PlayStation 4 games during a special video presentation on Monday called State of Play. The 20-minute video mimics the styles of the Nintendo Direct presentations that Nintendo has been using to announce games since 2011. Sony Worldwide Studios Chairman Sean Layden said the company would be committed to more frequent updates in communication during 2019. Sony canceled its PlayStation Experience fan conference last year due to a lack of meaningful announcements and pulled out of these uh, the, uh, the year's biggest video game expo for the first time since <clears throat> the PlayStation launch in 1999. State of Play will be an ongoing part of, of Sony's strategy to keep in touch with fans. While only a few of the PlayStation 4 games featured in State of Play were debuted announcements, the, the, the presentation showed off gameplay footage from uh, 10 upcoming games. Half of those titles are designed for uh, use with the, with the Sony PlayStation VR headset, demonstrating Sony's commitment to developing virtual reality. So I'm not sure if you had the chance to check out the State of Play video conference they did on Monday. I um, didn't, but I did watch some of the trailers for their upcoming VR games. So, so I uh, watched it, not live, but post uh, just on my own time. Um, it's pretty much copying Nintendo Direct almost to a T. <laughs> oh, shit. All right. Not, wow. not, not, to, not to say it's a bad thing, but um, like uh, they've, the only thing they, they took out was um, the human elements of it. It was just an ominous voice talking about the, what's coming up next. Um, and it would show like kind of a more in a diagonal slide where they'll show the picture of the game that's going to be shown and then the next one afterwards as the preview of yeah, what's going to come yeah. next. So I mean, it's, it's a smart move because, you know, it, 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 it works. Nintendo figured out a formula where people can 
watch these things without the error of you like without the human error part so like i totally get playstation kind of like biting off of that which is great like we should see more of that in the future from everybody but yeah sorry so my question when i when i when this happened i was watching this um and first off it's actually just to kind of go back it was actually a pretty good presentation like it was pretty clean it was i liked it uh like I, it was a pretty, it was a pretty cool, it was a pretty cool thing they did. No, my expectation was pretty low. Um, although, look at the internet, and they, some of them were mad that this was not as great as you know other press conferences. Like, well, this is they're starting out, so uh, give them time. Um, <laughs> but also, it's the internet being fucking stupid. But yeah, yeah. I mean, what's new? Um, but one of the things that they kind of fight the internet. One of the things I they came to mind or these questions when I was watching this is. So as 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 we we've seen, uh, especially in this article that I talked about, it, Sony is not going to be at E3 this year. They announced that they were not going to uh, be at E3 this year, and they didn't have a PSX event last year because they felt they didn't have anything to show or did not want to amp up something that fans are going to get disappointed by. Um, so with this in place, and they said they're going to con- continue a consistent communication with its fan base. Do you think, what do you think Sony has in plan or do, with this move? Do you think that they're just going to lead this into what Nintendo does with directs and just have state of play as Sony's directs and not go to any more E3s? I certainly haven't... hope so. I certainly hope so. I, I've said it a bunch of times on this podcast primarily, but something that always irritates me with e3 is there's this pressure to put on a show and when you put on a show you you miss out on the most important part of video games and that's video games and i feel that a lot of these companies do that um playstation did it or not playstation but uh xbox did it right last year you know they 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 made their conference all about games but they still put on a show And I think that's what gets a lot of people kind of um, A, out of the hype loop, or B, just don't giving a shit because they're like, they don't care about uh, making the games for us to be be entertained by the game itself. They just want to get us hyped. And and people get disenfranchised from that. They they feel like that the company doesn't care about them anymore. And, And I totally understand that. I really, really do. But... Um, what I loved about Nintendo's directs and, 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 and people even shit on fucking um, Square Enix for their little like video thing at, during E3 um, but Christ, sorry I'm playing Tetris Tetris and I while talking and I fucked up uh, <laughs> it's fine whatever um, when, when you play to the, to the strength of of your own games when you play to the strength of what people want the reason they buy a switch the reason they buy a ps4 the reason they buy an xbox one is to play games and you showcase that people get excited people get really excited sure there's a few of the follower offers that are like ah, i'm fucking i didn't like this direct because they didn't they didn't talk about animal crossing it's like okay so did you see all the other fucking cool games like do you only play Animal Crossing? Um, 
and I sincerely hope that that PlayStation even takes a, a further note off of off of Nintendo, and they do a lot of these quote unquote state of plays. I think that's actually a really fucking smart name for it too. Um, but it's it's just it's very clear to me that these small little video presentations that showcase the future of what they have planned are going to make a lot of people less oh it's just a corporate entity that doesn't give a shit about me you know what i'm saying like mm -hmm. it's it's fascinating when i'm on twitter and it's after e3 and we see a lot of people just like shitting all over playstation or microsoft or 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 uh ubisoft or whatever because of their you know presentations that that just honestly feel like they're just putting on a show and people see that stuff and devolver digital did a great job parodying that like their satire of of an e3 press conference is fucking brilliant it's good it's, it's, it's really exactly, good it's the that's the problem so state of play perfect well done playstation keep it going keep doing it make it better i know you guys can and it's cheaper too. Good lord, is it cheaper? Oh, absolutely. I think for I think the one of the things that E3 is known for is like when game companies come out to that event, like they spend a lot of money on a lot of things to showcase their games in a wide range of ways. Um, so having Sony doing this, like, and also canceling PSX last year, um, and not being an E3 this year tells me that Sony is willing to bet on themselves that the way that they communicate to their fans, they don't need E3, they can do it um, on their own merit. Which every company, video game company out there can do the same. Why go to E3? Yeah. Like you can just do your presentation and all the news media goes to you. Because when you announce something, when you have something teasing for a next game or whatnot uh, on your own stream or on you know, on a video like you had like sony had for a state of play the media goes to you rather than uh trying to compete for that same space against other big companies during e3 that you have to get that space to people to talk about it and right, right. i think one of the things you and i have talked about anthony multiple times is that we live in the we live in an age of hype like it'll take more than just apex legends to, to, to kill that but we do live in the age of hype and um, in order to get eyeballs on your game, you have to build hype for it. Uh, it's just, there's an oversaturation of, in the market of, of games in general, both indie and, uh, you know, triple, triple A, almost a triple X. Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> that movie was bad. Uh, Go on, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm glad you went with movie and not porn. Uh, but, um, uh, um, the the issue at hand, like 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 I said, is is how you build that hype. And I, I what I really want to see another another thing that I've that, that I think I had a I think my why you're wrong was about it last week. Um, but the stage demos, man, like they're never they're never what the final product is. Like they've never have been. They they never will be. <laughs> Um, and with a, with, with 
quarterly directs or quarterly uh, like video presentations, you take out that whole part, the whole part of it of, of a game being presented too early, quote unquote. See what I'm saying? Does yeah. that make sense? Am I am I coming through across like I just? Oh no no yeah yeah no no, no I agree. Like you you talked about last week and I gotta add on to that that like yeah like these E3 events, what they're doing to the game or to these companies is they're kind of forcing force them to make a slice of the game or take part of their game and showcase a game that's not nearly complete yet or maybe it is almost completed and they kind of show off like hey here's a snippet of what's to come which happens kind of rarely nowadays or but like you look at you look at games like uh no man's sky or or watchdogs or something like that and and you look at the footage of what they showed at e3 for the first time showcasing the game versus what the final product looks like and it looks totally different yeah and for me i go okay that's just the nature of the beast moving on with my life for a lot of people that's a massive problem it shouldn't be but it's for it's a massive problem for a lot of people um i've been seeing those videos like constantly on fucking anthem and i'm just like yeah it wasn't going to be it shouldn't be like that was a stage demo um but if you take the element of the stage demo away you can build hype on something that doesn't require all of that extra fluff yes that stress that you know the money and whatnot like it's it's a it's the best thing that sony can do Especially the way that they've been definitely dealing themselves with how they want to go about their promotions and future games and um, not going to E3 and kind of betting on, on themselves. Especially yeah. especially this year um, with the talk of PS5 and whatnot. So, yeah, uh, it, which begs the question, which I'm, we'll get to it another day, but like we, we talked about it before, but like, you know, the, the use and the, you know, what is the purpose of E3 at this point? So... I think I think the I think that the, the the press conferences need to end, but the purpose of E3 is to get both uh, uh, press people and um, I mean now it's just regular people, but to and, and build extra. Like I think that's the whole point. Like if a game has a playable demo, yeah, do you want to showcase that, that at E3? It, it, there's also talks of maybe making E3 into more like a PAX, which. They can do so. That's I mean, smart. Yeah. But that's talk for another day. But speaking of Sony, see how I did that transition? Uh, <laughs> speaking that's of... That's called a segue, sir. Yes, absolutely. Uh, so, Sony, uh, recently, it was reported and it was confirmed. This is off of yourgamer.com. Oh, so sorry, .net. Uh, written by Weasley Ian Poole, Sony confirms it will no longer provide full game download codes to shops. Sony has confirmed uh, its plan to stop giving shops full game download codes to sell. It means digital games will soon only be available from PlayStation Network. A member of the GameStop staff over the weekend revealed Sony will no longer give retailers full do- game download codes uh, from 1st of April. Uh, this is from the tweet that Warrior 64 tweeted out. GameStop stores uh, just got a memo saying that Sony will no longer provide full game digital download codes to retailers, not just GameStop, starting April 1st. Digital games will only be available straight from PSN after the date. Add-on content, uh, PSN money cards will be available, will still be available. 
Confirming the news in a statement issued to Eurogamer, Sony said it took the decision, quote, in order to continue to align key businesses globally. However, Sony said it will introduce increased demonetization to PSN credit at select shops and DLC add-ons, virtual currency, and season passes will still be available. Here's the statement. Quote, we can confirm that on April 1st, 2019, Sony Interactive Entertainment will no longer offer full games through SIE's global digital rental program. This decision, uh, since I did this, this decision was made in order to continue to align key business globally to support full games and premium editions. SIE will introduce increased demonstrations that select retailers, DLC, add-ons, and virtual currency, and season pass will still be available. So, I feel like you've read like the same few words like eight times. I think I, I just did, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think I think there was a repeat. I was like, I, I know you're just, I know it's just you reading the article, but I was like, man, we just heard that. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, jinx. Uh, God, dude. So, I, it, it, well, it's, I'm just like, I, 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 it's fine, whatever. Like, it's great. I don't, I don't have a problem with it, but I just don't know why. So, like, that's the thing that kills me. So, one of the things that me. I think may end up being uh the i'm not sure the problem is but like this maybe it's just a kind of a theory and this is kind of something that i've heard about too it's like it could be the fact that maybe it it, it got to the point where say somebody's buying a code at a target they use that code but it doesn't work has to contact sony so it's got to contact target and make sure that the code works and making sure that it's not skin this guy is not uh just trying to get a free code for free for a game or for credits or whatnot and maybe that's Maybe that's one reason maybe that they want to do this, which I don't think it really is. I'm pretty sure there's more to it. Um, that and or maybe they are jumping into the old digital thing much more inclined with how the video game industry is headed towards in terms of... We already were in the old digital world when it comes to games that are being sold already online. But maybe Sony's kind of taking one step further into that, especially with the talk of streaming as well. So... Um, that's, that's kind of a theory I'm thinking of, like, why exactly they want to do this. Um, it's just, it, what, what confuses me is that, like, I get why, I get why they're doing it. They want to make sure that the sales that they get from, like, cause it takes a while. It takes like a little while for those digital sales to, to kind of translate and go through and all that jazz. Yes. So I understand that part, but what confuses me what I guess the part that I'm just kind of struggling with over here is, um, is it that much of a thing that they needed to do it? It's so weird to me. Like it just doesn't. Yeah. Like why, why now? Why now versus previous years? Was I... there something that these retailers did? Like, I don't understand. Yeah. I, I, I don't know, man. Like it's 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 a it's crazy. It's kind of weird. Like it's just it's just straight up like bizarre. I think that's why I'm just kind of like I I, I, I uh, uh, and I just don't yeah. know how to respond to it because yeah. it's not something you normally hear. Like uh, these uh, PlayStation is still getting the money from those sales. They're still they're they're nothing's changing in that regard, and and they're still offering other digital codes. So it's not like they're against the digital code thing and, and and you might be right on their like idea for the future but yeah it's just fucking weird it is it is i think that 
yeah, maybe it's the case that like when we talked about the NPDs last uh, episode, when you're going up the list, and those were all uh, physical, right? Those are all physical physical cells that you're talking no, about. No, no, no. So the, that NPD thing was uh, every sale. Oh, every sale. Uh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. Uh, the problem was is that was all for February, mm-hmm. but it came out like what late March. Yeah. Yeah. And that's because it takes a while for those digital sales to, to translate properly. It takes a while for the for the MPD to see those sales, which if that's the case, then it takes PlayStation just as long to see those sales. Mm-hmm. Um, however, if a game is bought directly on their service, they see those sales immediately. Yes. Whereas through GameStop, it might take a while. Yeah. Um, so I mean, maybe that's why, but it's so... I don't know. The thing I'm th- like the thing I'm thinking of right now is to maybe the reason being is, um, we often see, you know, there's much more digital uh, games that are bought versus physical, and that has become an ongoing trend as years and years gone by. Um, maybe that, maybe for Sony that this is something to where pay. We're we're probably that this is the trend it's going towards. Maybe we should double down on that. Maybe we should double down on on more digital and just kind of screw like these these cars for people to buy for for retail. But even then, like I, like I'm, I'm thinking just kind of saying that like why why the purpose of doing that? Like is it really hurting them that much to have these physical physical cards uh, for points or subscriptions or whatnot for Sony to have out there for sale? It, for, it couldn't possibly be like it. It's. Yeah. I don't know. There's something there that we just don't know. There's something that they, there, there's a reason that this choice was made, but yeah. But it, but to be fair, it does coincide to what Sony's been doing recently. Uh, like we said in this last segment, like um, having that state of play, not being at E3, canceling PSX. They've been kind of in low mum as far as like what games are coming out for this year, and there's rumors of PS5. Like there are things that are set in motion that Sony is doing. They're just not saying anything about it yet. Um, and all we have is speculation. But like, yeah, this is definitely a very odd move that Sony is doing. Um, I'm not completely sure why exactly. Oh, okay. I can only theorize as far as like what, what are the reasonings behind it. Um, so yeah, I mean, again, I think these questions will be answered whenever PSX happens, if it does this year, or whenever Sony put that information, um, or, you know, maybe E3, but they said they're not going to be there. So who the hell knows at this point with Sony? Um, it also kind of seems like Sony's kind of making these inter- in- interesting moves in the, in the face of what's going around around them. The fact that Microsoft and Nintendo are buddy-buddy. The fact that they are Google answered the fray and for the streaming platform. Microsoft talking about the streaming yeah. platform as well. Apple announcing their own platform uh, on their servers recently for for games. So it seems that the that the game industry is getting a bit more crowded with these huge companies, and I think that Sony has definitely taken notice in making some interesting moves or future moves um, that may benefit them in the future. But that's just that's just a theory. Just, just saying. Uh, and it's only going to be a theory because I don't think we'll get any more information off of that unless someone's just a, unless some journalist does some deep, 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 deep digging. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see. Uh, the world will turn. If anybody, 
if there's anybody that can do that and get information out of Sony, it'd probably be Jason Schreier because <laughs> he's been on a, he's been able to get deep info uh, like no other journalist, at least in the game industry. And uh, I, say that, I say that in quotes. I, that I, I say that in yeah, quotes. Yeah, I was like, I was like, there's a lot of people who are still doing that kind of work. The problem is, is that they're for some reason Jason Schreier is getting a lot of attention, and there's sometimes where he'll post articles or he'll post like news that has already been revealed. Yeah. I'm just like, okay, bud, good job, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, we'll see you guys. But uh, those are our thoughts and our theories and what have you. But with that in mind, as I make this transition here, uh, ladies and gentlemen. It is uh, that time yet again to have one man's opinion, one man's thoughts on a certain thing that makes him angry. That, uh, okay, well, well, more like annoyed, I guess. I'll I'll put it that that way. (laughs) (laughs) But ladies and gentlemen, it is time for another edition of Why You're Wrong with Great Deeds. All right, so I was, I was, fumbling around on Twitter during a DoorDash session because uh, I'm not the driver. I'm the deliverer. And um, I noticed that uh, uh, David Jaffe, who you know, if you don't know who he is, he kind of created God of War and Twist the Middle. Um, he, he tweeted out a thing that was about how it frustrates him that um, Epic is basically creating this new way of, of handling game distribution digitally. And it pisses gamers off because there's exclusivity. And so I started doing a dive into it and looking at to what exclusivity it is and the stuff we've talked about. And it absolutely boggles my mind that there are people that are mad about this. There are people out there that don't understand what's happening. First and foremost, as I fucking stated before, it's a free service. Why the fuck are you fighting it? It's honestly as it's as stupid to fight Epic as it would be to sit there and say, well, I have free Michael Jordan shoes versus free uh, uh, Stefan Curry shoes, right? Both are free. But because like Michael Jordan's an older basketball player and currently not playing or Stephen Curry is not on your favorite team, you refuse one or the other. It's stupid because they're free. And I've given the option to take both pairs of shoes, but you refuse one for some stupid arbitrary reason. If you think exclusivity on a free service is something that hurts you, you should probably go back to school. You should probably learn something because that's not the case. It never will be the case. Um, Epic is doing wonderful things for indie devs with that huge benefit towards indie devs getting more money than if they were on Steam. Steam's terrible system in how they handle certain games, like with the the rape game thing, that clearly shows that their algorithm doesn't work right. And that they took a special attention to the game after shit went haywire. Epic's not having that problem. They won't have that problem. I have seen a few people say they're not going to get the Epic download because they made Fortnite and fuck Fortnite, which is even further into the realm of fucking stupid, but 
that's a whole nother fucking category. This conversation is about you not wanting the service because of some arbitrary, stupid, stupid reasons. I guess that would be an arbitrary, stupid reason, but it's further into the realm of what I'm talking about. I've seen a few people talk about how exclusivity hurts the gaming industry because it, it shows that um, you can buy your way into anything. Yeah, no shit, Sherlock. Welcome to 2019, or I don't know, the era of capitalism that this country is built on, that other countries are using. Capitalism is the way that these things are. It is an entertainment industry. It is not a socialist type of thing. It never will be a socialist type of thing. It is capitalism. And video games, to, I don't know, become more successful, to be to have sales, have to be better. And you're showing that with your money in various ways. Granted, there are other ways that a, a, a studio could stay alive, you know, investors and all that jazz. But at the end of the day, you are showing that you don't understand something by refusing to spend your money in a place. You know, we've talked about on the podcast before that when certain things happen, like stuff with EA, you know, if you don't buy the game, does it show, what does it show EA? Doesn't show them anything. Um, EA looks at things differently. Activision looks at things differently. Ubisoft looks at things differently. And, and they're, they're because they're big, 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 big name publishers. Epic, on the other hand, is still a development company. Uh, Epic broke off from Xbox like after the Gears of War thing, being exclusive to that. And then they made Fortnite, and it failed. And then they made Fortnite Battle Royale, and it was a massive success. Still is a massive success. And they went, you know what? We don't like how certain things are run in the industry. So we're going to change that. But the only way that we're going to get people to download our service is to have exclusive games. The only way we're going to get people to, to give us their money in terms of, you know, buying these games, we have to have exclusive titles. You know, this is how Sony and Xbox sell their systems. This is how Nintendo sells their systems. We talked about, you know, at, I, I point out my Xbox and my, my, my Switch, them being buddy-buddy. Um, but Xbox isn't getting fucking Mario and, and Master Chief isn't going to suddenly be on the fucking Switch. That's not how it works. They're exclusive titles to sell their consoles. Hence what Epic's doing. If Steam wants to compete with that, then they need to have exclusives as well. But this doesn't hurt you as the fucking consumer. Because at the end of the day, it's a free service! And that's why you're wrong! And that's why you're wrong with great deeds. Um, yeah, nothing really to add to that. I mean, like, we, I talked about it was it last week or a week or two? I kind of said the same thing because I was trying to figure out myself. Like, why are people being angry about about Epic in exclusives? Because, like, if it was on a console, sure, I understand because you have to buy a whole other console to get that game. But because it's on a PC, like, you can get it for free. You can download it for free and you get that game. Like, they did, what was it? The publisher of Metro or the uh, people who made Metro, like, stated, like, hey, they made more money on Steam versus what they did on, uh, on, uh, sorry, they made more money on Epic 
GameStore versus um, what they did on did Steam for the last game, for the last Metro game. Um, but the but the newest one they have put out recently. So it's working. Um, it's just it's it's a weird thing because the other thing I, I wanted to point out is just like it's weird that people are taking sides on a on a so 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 called battle or, you know, between Steam and Epic when they're champion corporate entities. It's like uh does anybody feel uncomfortable about this as I do? Just because like uh, people are like really up in arms it's for a corporate company. It's so fucking silly to me, man. Like, you know, I there there was another thing that David Jaffe in that in that thread was also talking about that kind of sparked my attention, and that was people upset at Stadia, um, this like, you know, online service sort of thing, and you know he's he you know David Jaffe points out that like, uh, it it's something new and different that could take things forward in the gaming industry yet gamers are pissed off at it for weird reasons and uh somebody pointed out that like you know data caps are going to prevent me from being able to use stadia totally and entirely and completely and david jaffe goes and that is a legit argument that is a legit complaint and that's really the only complaint you can have against stadia it's the only complaint i had against stadia when we talked about it yep but there's people who are just like livid with Stadia. Like you can't just jump into the gaming market right now. It didn't work that way. <laughs> yes, it does work that way. Microsoft says hi. <laughs> Google's like, well, this is a fucking billion dollar, multi-billion dollar uh, industry. Sure, why not? Like, duh, it's a no-brainer. And 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 like we pointed out, like Google has a ton to lose on this. But Epic, they're not. Like, they have a lot to spend on this store. Yep. And something that kills me, and I pointed it out today, is that is that EA, uh, we didn't talk about it during the show, but EA laid off a huge amount of their staff. Mm-hmm. And um, 300 and some odd people. And people were just like, EA sucks and EA this. And I was just like, no, 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 no. This is your fault. When you go onto threads and on Twitter and Facebook and, and Reddit and, and wherever, and you just shit on EA for Anthem or for whatever the fuck you want. And then you go, I'm not buying an EA game. And you go, well, how dare they lay off people when they don't have the money to, the, to afford to keep them? You don't play that game. That's not how this works. And that's why you're wrong. You get a bonus while you're wrong. <laughs> to play devil's advocate on that one, like that's, that's more or less them projecting that because they made so much money last year that that was going to be the same case or more so this year. So the same thing happened with Activision Blizzard is over. Sure, over- sure. I'm not, I'm not arguing that. And, and you're likely right. My point is, is that when, when stuff like that happens, if a studio gets shut down, uh, like if, if Bioware got shut down in a year or two, it's not EA's fault. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. yeah. Well, I, I should I should phrase that. It's not just EA's fault. Like, you, there's a lot to blame to go around, and that includes the audience. Yeah. Um. That's that's my point. Like this, these layoffs have a lot to do with how the audience is reacting. Yeah. Not entirely, obviously. Like that. There's. It's way more complex than that. But you don't get to play this game of the victim when this shit happens. It- you get to go on Twitter and you get to go. That sucks. Sorry to hear that. 
hopefully you can land, you land on your feet. Here's a couple things. Like, here, let me retweet a couple people that have been posting job things for the game industry. Yeah. Like, that's the most you can do. Yeah. You can't have your cake and eat it too, essentially. Right, right. Well, guys, that is the end of the show. Thank you for listening, watching, and whatever have you uh, taken in this content in some ways. Uh, before we go, as always, Greg, where can I find you on the internet? Uh, you can go to Twitter and, and argue with me about why you think I'm wrong on my opinion, because it's crazy to me that no one has yet, but... It will happen um, one day, and you'll regret it. <laughs> oh, I will not regret it. Um... But yeah, uh, you can follow me on Twitter at ChubRucky. You can follow me on Twitch at t- t- uh, twitch.tv slash ChubRucky. Uh, Instagram and Facebook at ChubRucky as well. I'm very not active on those sites, so good luck. Um, but I also do a, 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 a an opinion podcast, uh, I guess a review podcast, I should say, um, called All Queued Up with my buddy Josh Fisher. Uh, him and I basically watch two shows in their entirety on, on Netflix, Hulu Plus, Amazon Prime, a, a internet streaming platform. We watch two original shows. So as excited I am that, that Evangelion is coming to, to uh, Netflix, it's not something that we would review because it's not original to Netflix. Oh. Um, <laughs> would you relax? <laughs> well, we've had a lot of people suggest shows. Like somebody was like, you guys should review Happy which is actually premiering their second season tomorrow night. Um, but uh, uh, we won't review Happy because it was original to FX, not Netflix. You know, see, see what I'm saying? Like, it, it has to be unoriginal, yeah, which yeah. you could argue that, that we did Working Moms in this latest episode, reviewed that show, and that show is actually not original to Netflix, technically, because it is a Canadian sitcom that has three seasons already, and they just put it on Netflix. Ah, I see. Uh in that regard, I didn't know because the Netflix logo is on the poster within the app or like whatever I'm using it on. So sometimes they slip through the cracks, but if I know for sure it's not an original, it will not be reviewed. That being said, that being said, we do have a secondary show that is every off week from the from that podcast uh, called Uninhibited. Still all queued up, but it's uninhibited, and they're still numbered. Like each episode is numbered as we go on. But what uninhibited is is as Josh and I just talk about whatever we want. So if we were to watch the entire series series of Evangelion, we could talk about it in uninhibited because it's whatever we want. Um, it is uh, it's a very I guess pseudo therapeutic show for us because we get to just kind of talk and talk and talk, and it's pretty great. Pretty fucking fantastic. But yeah, so go to allcuteuppodcast.com to check out both shows. Uh, much appreciated. And then follow that account, uh, Up Podcast, on Twitter to know when new episodes are up. Awesome. You can follow me on Twitter at Defective Naruto. You can follow the work that we do at missionstartpodcast.com. This podcast will be up next Monday, um, but you can see each section of our podcast on our YouTube channel every week as it leads up to the next episode of the next live stream episode of uh, Mission Star Podcast, which is every Tuesday night starting at 6 p.m. for the pregame show, 7 p.m. for the uh, actual main podcast. Yeah, I wanted to I wanted to, uh, to break in on that for like a second, just to, so the audience understands what's going on here. What we do is we have the full podcast in its audio form on our on the various sites that we have it on. Um, 
including iTunes, Spotify, what have you. Uh, but we don't put the entire video episode up on YouTube. We put it up in each new segment. So if you go there looking for the whole thing, you will not find it. You will find each segment one day at a time before the next episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as Greg said, that's exactly what we do. If you want to listen to full, the full uh, podcast episode in its entirety, check out the entirety. audio. Entirely. Sorry, I cannot talk. Entire tea. Enti- hey, I drank booze earlier, so I get that. Right. I get them uh, that excuse to use. Um, that's fine, and I have a right to correct you. So you know. <laughs> Um, you can catch the full version, the audio version, um, every Monday, either on various podcast services around the globe or on our website at missionstarpodcast.com in the podcast section of our website. Uh, with that, that is going to do it until next time. We see you guys next time. Wow. Wow.